It's time for the PowerMizzou.com podcast with interviews and analysis of your Missouri Tigers. Now, here's your host, Gabe DeArmond. Welcome back to another week of the PowerMizzou.com podcast. Gabe DeArmond and Brian Austin here, and we are going to, as we will many times over the next uh, 12 months, talk a little bit about the in-state class of 2018. Very happy to have CBC head coach Scott Pingle joining us today. Coach, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you taking some time. And and I just want to ask, first of all, um, everybody knows about Cameron Babb and Cameron Brown from your your team this year, but there's a lot of guys out of CBC every year that that get college scholarships. How busy um, are you on a regular basis fielding phone calls and having uh, college coaches walking through the halls over at CBC? You know, we're, we've been fortunate enough to have quite a few coaches come through here. Um, you know, I think when you have some talent like that, they, they do come through here. But right now, everything's on a dead week, so a lot of it's going through the social media to the kids. So, you know, right now it's a little quiet, but uh, right around signing deadline, it's, it's get crazy. And then I know around April 15th, it'll start getting crazy again. And, you know, I'm real proud of how our guys handle it. You know, they, they do a good job of knowing how to speak to the coaches. Uh, you know, it's just it's just fun to watch these guys interact with the, with the young men, and, uh, you know, they do a great job. Coach, this is Brian. Um, how, what's your role with these guys in the recruitment? How do how do you help them? How do you stay out of the way? What, how do you kind of handle all that? You know, you know, Brian. Recruiting's changed quite a bit. I'm sure other coaches may say it too. I, I am not in the loop as much as I used to be, in the sense that a lot of a lot of the offers are now going through social media. Mm-hmm. And just speaking with Cameron Babb, we spoke about uh, a week ago about this topic. He might have 30 plus offers, and only about 12 or 15 of them came through me. So the other ones are coming through social media via maybe a, a system on the staff or someone that I really don't know yet. So I'm, I'm very involved on the ones that uh, reach out to me. It's those ones that I don't know much about that, you know, I'm, I asked Cameron, like, who was it? And he's like, well, I think it was their receiver coach or something like that. So, you know, that part's kind of changing. And I talked to Cornell Ford about this, and he said, you know, yeah, that's kind of where it's going, a little bit more social media interaction because that's where the kids are nowadays. So it's changed, but I'm very involved when I can be. Coach, I know that uh, obviously both both Camerons were up in Columbia last weekend, and a lot of coaches were on social media just saying that that they were really happy to see Missouri do something that that hadn't really been done before. Just as a high school coach and who had a couple kids up here, what was kind of your impression of that weekend that Missouri put on for these ten in-state kids? Well, when I first saw it, I immediately I'm probably not the best Twitter guy out there. I immediately texted Coach Ford and said, what an amazing job they did. Uh, you know, I think it's it was it was awesome how they rolled it out for the guys and, you know, made it think about staying at home. And, uh, you know, I know it really influenced both my Camerons. I think they were very happy with their experience. They enjoyed it. It was it was, it was was fun. It was exciting. It was, uh, you know, I think Missouri did it, did it right and, you know, really caught the attention of all these uh, Missouri kids. We've talked about the Camerons a little bit, but I know you got Tyler Walton who plays wide receiver and defensive back, I think, has got an Army offer and, uh, the youngest Gabbert brothers coming up through your system. Who are some other guys maybe at CBC that Mizzou fans or just college football fans should maybe pay attention to the next couple of years? Well, I think we got an outside linebacker named uh, MJ Anderson. He's real lengthy, got a lot of size to him. I think he can grow into his body a little bit more. I think he's going to play with a little passion this past year. Uh, you know, we got a lot of – we started four sophomores on the offensive line um, last year. They, they were pr- protecting uh, Brett. And, uh, you know, his name's Harrison Diffley. You got Josh Plore. You got RJ Gorsica, Ben Stater, and Jeremiah Marlin. I actually named five because we played five. But, 
Uh, Jeremiah did a great job for us as, as a big old 330-pound 6'5 offensive tackle who plays volleyball, so he's got light feet. Uh, you know, Josh Poore's a, a stud pitcher. That, uh, he really likes baseball quite a bit. I mean, I think that sophomore class has a great, a lot of great athletes in there. Um, you did mention Tyler. Tyler had a phenomenal year for us. Um, I think that people are going to be shying away by his height, mm-hmm. but man, they shouldn't because I feel like if he's one of those little cats that was, if he was in Florida or Texas, you know, everybody would be on him because I think he's got that, that change of direction, the ability to be explosive. Um, you know, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, I, I just think we got, uh, you know, a lot of good D linemen. I don't know if we got the size that makes big time D1 guys, but I think we got a lot of good ball players with speed, and that's kind of what we've been doing down here is trying to build our defense around speed. Coach, uh, we've talked to everybody we've talked to, and I've been covering recruiting in the state of Missouri for about 15 years. I know that that you're very familiar with uh, high school football all over the state, played your college ball in in mid-Missouri. So have you ever seen a collection of just absolutely top-end talent like this class of 2018 has in Missouri? No, I haven't. I haven't. You know, I think that this group's it's, it's unique too because they're all really good friends and they're all real close and you know they're really vying for each other and they're very happy for each other. But you know, I have not seen a group of talent like this together. Um, you know, and, and it's spread out through St. Louis. It's not all at one school, and that's that's a cool thing. Uh, I think that social media allows for a little bit of a <laughs> jaw jacking back and forth amongst the players, but it's it's all in good fun, and I think it's, it's handled appropriately. I haven't looked ahead. I don't even know how, how far ahead high schools necessarily set schedules, but uh, some of these other names that, that college football fans know is, are you guys at CBC going to have a chance to, to play against any of these other kind of big-time D1 recruits next season? Well, um, some of them are at the lower levels. We're class right. six, so, so you know Trinity class two, Luther North class two. But you know we play Chaminade every year, and they got the Trout kid. Uh, we won't get to play that much. We played East St. Louis last year, so we got to play against Jeff Thomas and then that whole uh, group of guys they got over there. Uh, you know we play the Rockhurst every year. We play Jeff City every year, so it's you know we we get to see some good competition. Coach, uh, seven on sevens kind of sprung up in St. Louis a little more recently. How, how do you uh, deal with your guys playing in that? I mean, I'm, I assume it's – I know Cameron Babb and Cameron Brown both play on some teams. How do, how do you work with those guys and, and getting them involved in that? We, we make sure it's a good thing for them, first of all. Mm-hmm. We, we understand that, uh, you know, seven on seven is a good thing. I always tell my guys, look, make sure you're doing it for the competition level. You want to increase your ability to get uh, – you know, you just want to be a better football player at the end of the day. Um, you know, I know that there's a lot of interest on are these things getting recruited or not getting recruited. Most of the college coaches I say, they, they pay attention to 707s only if they're at their university. So they're not watching the film on the, the ones that they go to. So I always tell my guys, make sure you're selective on where you go. Make sure you're doing it for the right reasons. And, you know, for the most part, I think our guys have, uh, have done a great job with it. Wanted to ask you a little more specifically about uh, both Bab and uh, and Cameron Brown. First off, I mean they appear to be really good friends. How much do they help each other and and feed off each other every day working in your program? You know that's the coolest thing. Um, they really really push each other. It's it's fun. They're usually the first in lines when we do, we do a lot of competition type drills, and they're usually the first in line. And they they will only compete against each other because they want to try to make each other better. Um, it never gets to the point. They're like brothers, you know. They fight when every once in a while when one loses, but uh, you know they're really close. And I, I, again, you throw Tyler in that mix. Those three guys are really, really tight, and they just do everything together. So it's you know when you get the cohesiveness, the competition part comes in. Uh, 
you know, they're good examples for our other guys to follow. Kenny, for, for Missouri fans or any other fans listening to this that haven't maybe seen those guys play, can you kind of break down what those two bring to the to the field? Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Um, Cameron Babb, he's, he's you know, the, the overall great athlete. He can play offense, uh, receiver, he plays DB. We played him at a Wildcat quarterback. He can throw the ball. He's just one of those, like, one-in-a-lifetime players you get to coach, but he's such a great kid on and off the field, too. You want your son to be like him. On the football field, what he does best is he's got great change of direction. He can high-point the ball. He can make the tough catch. He can go get the ball in traffic. He is just a difference maker. Now, Brown does the same thing. He plays a receiver in DB. He has that high-end speed. that can just get off the, over the top of the coverage instantly. His, his first 40 yards is so explosive. Uh, he also has great ball skills. Um, he had a phenomenal job uh, coming up and tackling as a DB last year, and they had four picks, two returned for touchdowns. You know, they're both just big-time playmakers. They do it in a little bit different ways, uh, but they, at the end of the day, they're very similar. I've got to imagine um, with, with those two guys on the outside and then Brett Gabbard at quarterback, it is very tempting <laughs> as a coach to just say, Let's just throw the ball every down. I mean, I don't imagine you face a whole lot of defenses that, that can contain both those kids at one time. You know, it's funny you say that. We've actually discussed that a little bit amongst our offensive staff this offseason. It's, it's, you know, that's where your weapons are. Try to get them the ball as much as possible. And I joked with Brett, you know, Brett's a junior, and these guys are rising seniors. I said, look, next year we're going to throw it all over the lot. And then in your senior year, we're going to have to put you back and make you a dual-threat quarterback. I think that's a little bit more running options. But, you know, we we understand that those guys are dynamic and it's pretty simple, Brett. You know, if you're getting one on ones, try to take it. We'll take our cat versus their cats and see what happens. But uh, you know, if, if people want to play us one on one, I like our our chances. Yeah, coach, you mentioned uh, both Brown and and Bab playing offense and defense. Is that something that like they volunteer for? It, it seems like talking to them a little bit, they ha- they just love that competition going on both sides of the ball. They do, they do. I think the biggest thing with either one of them is they, they, they're not very honest sometimes with their communication if they need a break or not because that's the competitive spirit. They don't want to come out of the game. Um, you know, we modeled this from, you know, we, we lost the Blue Springs in 2011 in the state championship game, and we realized that their best athletes are playing both ways. And that's kind of more what you see on the Kansas City side is that their best receivers are playing cornerback. And, you know, that's kind of what we started modeling the last couple of years, and it's, and it's worked. Um, if you can kind of just say, okay, Let's worry about these other nine guys on defense. But, you know, it kind of helps your helps your defense out quite a bit. I want to ask you about about your team. I mean, it, it, the record the last four or five years is, is unreal. Uh, CBC clearly, I think, if not the premier program in the state, right there in the discussion with anybody else. Uh, you know, how much now is, is there a sense of pride and a sense of all right, we've got to carry this on. We we can't be the class who takes a step back. You know, I, I guess I would probably use the word pride like that, but I think it's more of like it's my time now. That's that's a cool thing about here. It's usually the seniors step up, and seeing both Camerons and Tyler and some of these under, unknown seniors step up right now, that's kind of what it is. I think the legacy of, yeah, it's it's not let down. It's more it's my turn, and that's kind of how these guys have really been, been living. That's what I'm most proud of. Last thing for you, Coach. We talked a little bit about last weekend in Columbia, but just as a high school coach who has dealt with Missouri for a long time under Gary Pinkle, just kind of your overall impressions of uh, of Barry Odom and, and how his, things are, are going for him and, and his efforts in the state of Missouri over the first year and a half. You know, I've, I've really enjoyed getting to meet Coach Odom. I met him uh, way back when he was at Memphis, and, you know, we kind of kept the relationship going, and, 
you know, I really enjoy what he's doing there. I think he's got, got it going in the right direction. Uh, I've dealt with Coach Ford all these years. So I think that uh, I'm really excited with Mizzou football can go, and I think they're, they're heading in the right direction for sure. And, you know, I'd love to see some talent stay there. All right, Coach, we appreciate your time. Thanks for uh, taking time out of the day. I'm sure you got classes to go teach and all that. Yeah, you can come teach my math class anytime. Uh, all your students will fail, but I appreciate the, uh, the uh, <laughs> offer. All right, man. Thanks, guys. All right. Have a good one, Scott. Uh, that's Scott Pingle, the uh, head coach at CBC in St. Louis. And, I, Brian, I, I think a lot of our listeners will recognize the name. He caught like 9 million passes at Westminster. I believe he set an NCAA or a whatever division they are record for receptions in college. So he knows a little bit about playing wideout. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. Uh, that's 9 million more than I caught anywhere. <laughs> yeah, no question about it. All right, now going to bring in a high school coach from the other side of the state. Just talked to Scott Pingle at CBC. Now we're going to talk to Matt Perry over at William Christman. And, Coach, first off, uh, appreciate you taking the time. How you doing today? I'm doing great, and thank you guys for having me on today. Absolutely. Now I, I want to ask you, if, uh, first of all, Daniel Carson is, is, I mean, offers are coming in every day from all over the country for this kid. Uh, William Christman is not a place that traditionally has had a lot of a, a lot of D1 players. So is this a little bit of a new process for everybody at Christman uh, dealing with uh, with what Daniel's going through right now? Yeah, it's pretty new and exciting. I mean, our, every day he gets somebody new. He had Georgia yesterday, and, you know, it's, it's just – it is something that we haven't seen. We had a really good, really good kid who graduated last year, um, James Bailey, who had had some pretty had some D1 interest, but it wasn't wasn't quite the to the extent of Daniel. So, um, the William Christmas kind of up and coming. We've had some good stuff going the last couple of years. We we talked to Coach Pingo about this. But how are you involved in the recruiting process for your players? How much do you help him? He he mentioned that with social media, it's a little different now. Not all the coaches talk to the high school coach before they offer and things like that. How, how do you deal with? Uh, helping your guys with the recruiting process. Well, first of all, my job and my role is I'm a high school counselor. Mm-hmm. So, so the first part is I I am all over the academic piece, and I think that's the first step. Where most, uh, you know, those guys don't contact a lot of people, but they do contact the academics. They want a transcript. They want to know if those guys are going to qualify. So I I actually have a pretty good handle on that part um, with our guys and and and, and that kind of stuff. Um, but you're right that there's he's some of the schools have offered and I've never talked to them um, one way or the other. Um, so it's kind of interesting. You get kind of, they start talking to, to the player and then they start pestering them and then just out of the blue, it kind of happens. So social media is, it, social media has made it a lot easier because they can put their huddle out, their huddle film out there. Uh, people pick it up and then they get hot and then it just, it's, it's crazy how fast it happens. Tell us a little bit about Daniel as a football player. I mean, what what did he do for you guys last year, and, and what really kind of separates him and makes him the the level of player that that all these college coaches are, are jumping on? Uh, Daniel played he played uh, defensive end for us this last year. Uh, we kind of rotated between a three and four man front. Uh, he played only defense last year. He played a little bit of offense. We put him at tight end because um, so it tells you what kind of an athlete he is. Um, but he basically. Uh, Took up one side of the field. They teams did not run at him. They they chose to run away from him all year long. Uh, he still um, led the led the the uh, state in in sacks sacks and tackles for loss. I'm trying to pull that up and see what his stats were. But he 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 had an incredible year. Um, just big, powerful, physical kid. You know, at six five, two seventy. But the, the crazy thing about how big he is, he runs really well. He moves so moves so well, so fluid for as big as he is. 
Yeah, 270 pound tight end is is not something you see a lot in high school football. Uh, you said you're you're a counselor and very involved in in obviously all the off the field stuff with your guys. So you know off the field, what what kind of kid is Daniel? Daniel's a great great young man. Um, he's very very conscientious about his academics. Um, he wants to be a teacher someday, and he really wants to kind of give back to school. So that's kind of a you know really tugs at a, at a guy like my heart that he, he wants to come back and do some of the stuff that I do. Um, but he's just a great young man. You know, he's 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 fun. You know, he, he's always got a smile, always got a smile on his face, and and just you know, and, and is is just fun and upbeat and just a you know very kind very gentle very just the nicest kid you ever want to have you very you know he he uh he just you know very complimentary to kids around him and so he's just a good young man um and daniel got the chrisman freshman year going through all that did was he a guy that you knew as soon as he got on got to the school that he was going to be a this this level of of prospect this level of a football player for you well you know it's kind of interesting and if you ever hear a story he 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 he, he went to uh, Kip Academy, which is in Kansas City Mo, as, as, a, as a junior high kid. And his his uh, Michael Cobbins, who was his coach there, was very instrumental in uh, getting him to play football. He didn't want to play football. He wasn't really a, he, he was a basketball. He liked basketball mm-hmm. more. And he was kind of a roly poly guy as a freshman. Um, I wasn't here as a freshman. I, I didn't come until he was a sophomore. Okay. But he was definitely he looked like a man. He was a 15 year old man when I saw him as a sophomore. Um, and then he's just kind of just slowly but surely. You know, gotten better and better and better, and, and you know, I think his, the big thing is his upside so much, so much too. He's just, you know, you just his size is is something you just can't create. You mentioned his upside and maybe pro- projecting. What do you see him as a a defensive end in in college, or I mean, is he going to continue to get bigger and maybe play uh, defensive tackle or end in a three four or something like? What where do you think his best position is going to be going forward? I think he's probably suited to be on an edge. You know, they I think they project him out as a as a strong side defensive end, so he's gonna be a guy that's probably gonna have his hand in the dirt all the time. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I see him projected as 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 that kind of a guy. He's um you know, I, I don't know if if he gets to I mean he's he's pretty thick, so he could probably move down inside. It's just not um you know, his nature is not that great down in there right now. You know, that doesn't mean he won't get better at it. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not as strong inside as he as you'd like him to be. But uh, you know, I see that as, you know, I see him. His upside is is an outside end. And you know, and, and I think some of the guys have some of the recruiters have also said, you know what, if it doesn't work out here, we can put him on the offensive side of the ball. Wow. Because he can block too. Talking to Matt Perry, the head coach at William Christman, for a few more minutes. And, Coach, obviously Daniel was one of the ten guys down in Columbia last weekend, and all the kids were tweeting and Instagramming and, and everything, pictures. So a lot of people kind of got a look at what Missouri did for those kids. Just as a coach and then in talking to Daniel, what were kind of your thoughts on on that weekend for those ten maybe kind of cream-of-the-crop type kids that were down here? You know, I think it was pretty special in that they, you know, that the best – probably the 10 best kids in the state of Missouri were down at the zoo. And then they, you know, they got to meet, they, they did something different than I think that some schools do. They, they actually met a lot of the players, the players asked them questions, kind of see if they would fit to the team and, and then, you know, kind of say, this is what our team is and we want you to be a part of it. So I, I know that, that part happened, um, you know, and then they had the, you know, and then just obviously all the pictures they took of, and and the, and the and the social media piece that that we you know we all got to see from afar because they were tweeting out and showing pictures and just uh, you know that which was really cool that you know that that you can you can you can represent 
individuals that well and then kind of show them, hey, that we appreciate you and, and, and you've get done some great things and we hope you can do some great things for us in the future. We talked about Daniel a lot, but uh, I'm sure there's some other talented players on your team. Are there any any people that uh, college football fans maybe need to start paying attention to that might get recruited down the road or or anything? We've got a couple kids, and we've got a, young, a linebacker, Maury Thomas, who who's a little bit undersized, but he's uh, he's the heart and soul. He's actually the heart and soul of our defense from the last year, and he's gonna he's a junior. He's a, he's a 2018 kid too, um, and he's probably gonna be somebody that that you know that that people need to kind of take a look at. And then we've got some uh, some sophomores. Our sophomore class is loaded with a bunch of kids. We've got a, that's probably our strength, our strong class right now. That you know that it, it we've got good linemen and good good skilled kids in that group. Um, too many to mention. I mean, we've got some kids that we got, we got some kids that are just gonna you know that that that's what's gonna take us over the hope. I hope. Coach, you mentioned that that you got to Chrisman just a couple years ago. I, I'm not sure where you were before that, but obviously Mario Goodrich and, and Daniel Parker there also in Kansas City, and then a lot of guys in St. Louis are uh, were also in on that weekend. And in just your experience around Missouri high school football, have you seen a group quite like this one coming up this year? Not in my. I've, I've been in Missouri for 13 years, and I've not seen seen that group of uh, kids. Probably especially with the size. I mean, there's some big, big individuals, some big young men that are going to, you know, that, 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 and they're from the state. So that's kind of, kind of cool to see that there, there's that many big, big, athletic young men out there that, that it's potential for, you know, colleges to come in. And, you know, right now I said we're kind of the center of the, the epicenter right now of recruiting. There's a lot of guys coming, a lot of coaches and colleges coming through here, checking, checking out the kids that are here. Coach Odom's uh, about to start his second campaign here at Missouri. I mean, w- w- what's your uh, interaction with him been? H- how do you think the he's he's uh, progressing with the program and 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 moving Missouri forward? You know, I got to meet him a couple well back in November. Um, I actually took the kids. We actually took a group down there um, on a college visit, and we went through the, the program. and And uh, he's a really you know he's a down to earth young guy and. And I think you know I, I think he's going to get in the right direction. I think that you know there's there's always there's always a little bit of change when there's when you change guard. So so you never know what the, how that's going to how that how you teeter over the bar and then go back up. And and you know I think I think they're kind of they're 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 starting to go back up. And and I think he's going to you know I think he's going to do some good things this year. I think he's going to surprise some people. He's got some experience coming back in some key positions and quarterback and and some of that kind of stuff. So I think that's going to that's going to pay dividends for him this next year. Last thing for you, Coach, just kind of want to ask you, you mentioned all the young kids you've got on your team. I mean, uh, you know, are, are people going to start seeing uh, William Christman football a lot more here over the next couple of years? And, and how do you feel about your program uh, just, just building it here for the last couple of seasons? You know, I'd like to hope we're, they're, they're going to hear a lot about us. Um, it's going to work on how hard we work. You know, we're gonna, we've, we gotta, we've been getting to work now, and we're going to get to work even harder. Um, but – We've got, like I said, we've got a great group of sophomore. Our junior group is going to be seniors, is pretty good. Our sophomore group's even better, and then our fresh, you know, the kids below them are are in a system and doing really well. So, I, I hope that, you know, I hope we've we've turned a corner here at William Christman. It's not, it's the tradition here is not real strong. So I'm hoping that that we can start building a tradition that we're we're somebody that everybody's got to got to watch out for, and that we, you know, we've got some great great kids and 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 kids who want to work hard because that's the one thing I know about. Our, our kids, they have worked hard, and they have they are willing to grind and and get it done, and that's that's what you need. That's what you, that's the kind of kids you need because they're gonna they're gonna make 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 football fun and 
and do great things on the football field. Well, as a guy who graduated from Park Hill and uh, and saw plenty of uh, bad football there back in my day, hey, Kansas City needs somebody other than Rockhurst and Blue Springs up there. So best of luck to you, Coach. I appreciate that, and I hope I hope we can. I don't know if we can get to that level, but I hope we can get up there a little ways. All right, Coach, appreciate it, and uh, thanks for taking some time. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Coach. Matt Perry, the head coach at William Christman High School, and um, Brian, just just a few minutes here with us. Uh, look, we're we're seeing a theme. I mean, Carl Reed was tweeting it from Luther North. A couple other coaches were tweeting it, but uh, both Coach Pingle and Coach Perry there. Look, what we don't know if it's enough to to last twelve months and and uh, and end up kind of coming to fruition. But what Missouri did last weekend made an impression. Right. Yeah. It's. I mean. There's still a lot of work left to do, obviously, but they they laid the groundwork. They laid a good foundation, and then, I mean, anytime you're trying to build something, laying a good foundation is the how you need to start. And they've done that. Now they need to win. They need to. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it. I mean, not all it comes down to, but that's a big chunk of what it's going to come down to. They're able to get up to seven games, seven wins, something like that. They'll they'll have a chance with most of these guys. Um, landing them all is going to be nearly impossible just because of the numbers. I mean. Yeah. 10 kids but yeah no they did I mean it worked it for they they had a plan they wanted to go out and impress these kids and show them that Missouri's a place where they can all come together and they can all be a part of this class and do something there that they can't do anywhere else and they did that and the the kids uh the, the kids responded well to it absolutely and so again we'll we'll talk a lot about this class probably almost every week on the podcast because that is the big story um I, hey basketball Lost last night. That's going to, whatever's going to happen over the next month is going to happen. Baseball and softball getting started and spring football. We don't know exactly when, but soon enough. Spring uh, games, April 15th, isn't that what they announced? Yeah. Yeah. April 15th, it is at one o'clock. The good news, hopefully the work's going to be done by seven o'clock and I can go see Daniel Tosh that night. I guess <laughs> that, that's the good news. So anyway, uh, thanks to Scott Pingle and to Matt Perry. Uh, we wanted to give you guys kind of a different perspective, talk to a couple of these guys, uh, you know, and, and get their takes on what Missouri did and, and on the players they have coming up. So hopefully uh, you enjoyed that. And uh, I don't know, we got about six days to figure out what we're going to do next week on here. I'm sure you'll come up with something. Yeah, they threw this one together real quick last night, so maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll do a little more preparation before next Thursday. But thanks for listening. Be back next Thursday on the PowerMizzou.com podcast.